This podcast is sponsored by Prime Super, providing straightforward superannuation solutions to Australian businesses for over 20 years. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. A team from the University of Wollongong has officially launched Australia's first dementia-friendly net-zero energy house, which aims to improve the quality of life for those with age-related disabilities. It is estimated that in Australia, dementia rates will double by 2050, and internationally, it affects almost 50 million people. Here to talk more about solutions that allow people to stay at home longer is project manager Clayton McDowell. Now Clayton, how will this house improve the quality of life for those with dementia and disabilities? Um, There's several things and I guess the one thing with dementia is that everyone's journey is unique. So what we've tried to do with this house is try to make it as adaptable as um, possible so that depending on that individual person's journey with dementia, we try to include things that can actually help and assist them um, on that journey. So one thing that is a a big development in in our Desert Rose is just the physical layout of the house. A good example is we have the ensuite um, adjacent to the master bedroom, but it has a sliding door uh, leading into the bathroom. And if you have that sliding door open, when you wake up in bed, the, what you can actually see in that bathroom is the toilet bowl. So you have direct line of sight from where the person would be sleeping to the toilet bowl. And it's been shown that people who um, can have line of sight to the toilet bowl are up to eight times more likely to use the bathroom. So little things in the house, we're trying to adjust the house so there's no hallways. Um, it's very easy to navigate and we try to make it so that they can see um, items and sort of jog their memory as to or maybe I'll have a drink of water, or maybe I'll have some food, or maybe I'll actually take some time to relax. So a lot of work's gone into the the actual layout of the house. Um, There's many other features that we've included as well, because quite often, um, I guess, when people think of dementia, they think of forgetfulness, but it affects so many other parts of of the mind and body as well. So we've put in things um, such as digital taps, so they're very easy to operate. There's no resistance because there's no mechanical valve behind there. So if they have low hand strength, they can still turn the tap or even if it um, gets to the stage where they, um, for instance, if their dementia, say, transports them back to the 1950s, the tap handles that we have are interchangeable to look like a, a tap handle from the 1950s to make it more easily recognisable that that's a place that I can wash my hands or that's a place that we can get water. So some of the things that was put in the house, um, it's not a step backward in time. It's actually very advanced technology, but we can make it look like it comes from a generation prior. Um, even down to our induction cooktop, it's a very efficient cooktop in the um, in the kitchen, but it actually still has knobs. So it's really hard to find induction cooktops these days that aren't touchpad activated. So just having little things like knobs so that still is recognisable as a place to actually cook your food is important. Mm. How would this enable people to stay at home longer and out of the hospital system? Uh, So I guess for most people, in my opinion, a lot of people get taken to a nursing home arrangement just because their home becomes a bit of a health hazard. So if people are getting lost down hallways um, or forgetting to do daily activities, then we, with the Desert Rose, try to actually help encourage them and 
um, to still perform those daily activities as much as possible so they can be a little bit more self-sufficient. Um, so trying to remove all of those things that might actually be a bit of a hazard in the future, we have a strong point in all of the walls throughout the entire house for a handrail. So if um, their, their journey um, has mobility issues as well, we can install handrails right throughout the whole home uh, wherever is actually needed. So rather than having a lot of like have to heavily retrofit the home in the future or um, have them move into a, a nursing home or something with higher care, they can hopefully stay in the home for a little bit longer. Obviously, for most people, um, there will be a stage in their journey where higher care will be needed. We do have a second room which could be used for a carer um, in certain instances, but eventually, you know, if, if it gets um, progresses too far, they will still need to to go for those high care areas. We have, however, made the doorway into the master bedroom wide enough that you can fit a um, whole hospital bed in there too. So if people are looking to have palliative care in the comfort of their own home, it is achievable in the desert rose. Mm. And what design principles did you have in mind when developing this? Um, we've worked a little bit with Professor Richard Fleming from Dementia Training in Australia. He's um, a professor at the University of Wollongong and he has 10 design principles um, that he uses with his um, designing for, for large-scale things as opposed to individual residential homes. But we've gone through and used quite a few of his pr um, principles, but a lot of them are just, I guess, um, it's just good design. So, like, reducing risks where, where they're not needed um, or reducing sound. And some of his design principles themselves have um, more more of a home in those large-scale things, whereas we don't really have those issues in an individual dwelling. But what we actually did go through the process of is, process of is a day-in-the-life of sort um, activity where we actually went through and pictured what we do in all the daily activities throughout um, a days and what time of day would we typically use them. And then some of the issues that people may have if they're living with dementia, but how do we actually remove some of those issues so that they can still go about those daily activities um, like anyone normally would. And what feedback did you get from aged care providers when consulting with them? Uh, we've had some really good positive feedback so far. I guess, um, like my research personally, I've gone out into quite a few homes across the Great Illawarra. Um, so my, my PhD is involved with going into 200 low-income elderly people's homes across the Great Illawarra, and that's including um, independent living units. So we were able to learn a lot from not just how design was currently done with aged care providers, but but uh, from the occupants as well. And my research actually had uh, no intention um, to capture stories from people, but it's, it's uh, something that we, we benefited from greatly whilst going and visiting all these people's homes over a couple couple of years. And so we tried to build a lot of the stuff that we've learned from those people into fixing things in the Desert Rose. But we, we haven't had a chance, I guess, to tour a lot of aged care providers now that we've physically built the house but we're excited to, to get them in and, and see what their opinions are. Um, but more importantly, get the people in who would potentially be living in these homes in the future and, and get their opinion as well. The, the competition has strict requirements, so the house itself, it's not perfect in, in solving these sorts of problems. Um, so in instances, we, we can only build to 90 square metres 
and where possible we've made it um, as easy accessible for people in walkers or wheelchairs or whatever may actually come along. However, like an extra 10 square metres would be um, marvellous to help increase those sorts of things. So we have built this for a competition as well. Um, so there are some restrictions where, although we designed for it, we weren't able to build for it due to different restrictions placed on it. So what features in the house will support occupants with mobility issues? Uh, so with uh, one of the cool things that we were able to do with our design was um, there's lots of standards out there, I guess, with wheelchairs, but less so for, for walkers. And some of the people that I visited in my research, they weren't in a wheelchair. They used a walker. And um, an instance of where that didn't kind of work was their hallways were designed to have easy access for a wheelchair to go down and navigate. However, they were in a walker and were unable to actually take that walker down the hallways or move it around. So one of the things that we use during the design is Microsoft HoloLens. Uh, it's an augmented reality headset where we could walk through the house at a one-to-one -one scale, but it was um, in a virtual environment as such. So we actually have a walker um, with us in our design um, design studio, I guess, and we actually would take it out, put the goggles on, and we're able to walk through the house and see how did the walker actually feel with all of the furniture and all the turning circles in the house? And if it didn't work, we were able to go back to our models, change it on the computer, and five minutes later load it back into those HoloLens and then try again and see whether we had actually made any improvements. So we have enabled access right throughout the whole home in terms of the width of the doorways, which is quite an easy one to fix. Um, but we've also put things in... Uh, such as those handrails. We've looked at all of the benches as well in the home. Um, however, we were unable to secure sponsorship for a certain element of the house. We have designed the kitchen to be very accessible and mobile friendly. However, we weren't able to get some of the key features we wanted, such as benches that were actually able to adjust high or kitchen cupboards that can actually come down to the user as opposed to people having to... Yeah, so some of the technology exists on the market to really improve the lives of people living with some mobility issues. It's just they're not the most accessible things in the market yet, but we hope them to be so in the future. Mm. What would it take to see these sorts of homes in mainstream community? I'd like to see really wide adoption of some of their technologies. I think a good state uh, or a good starting point for this is some of the independent living units that are being built across the country because they're being built on um, a scale that's large enough to hopefully get some of these technologies into more mainstream um, and lower the cost down so that when we actually start doing stuff at a residential level as opposed to an aged care facility level, that the, the technology becomes more accessible to, to everyday people. But some of the stuff that we are doing, it doesn't cost much or sometimes anything more to do. Like, the extra noggin at a handrail height in the house, it's uh, an extra piece of steel or timber in a frame, it's not that big of a deal to install, but having that pre-thought into the design process so it's done right at the beginning and you don't have to worry about it for the life of the building, essentially. Um, so trying to get that into the construction industry, um, we're trying, and by building the desert roads, that's one way of us trying to I guess, educate our um, community and the building construction industry to, to go down this path. But 
I think the Desert Rose is only the start of it and we need people to start asking for these sorts of things if we want them to take off. And rather than be something that we have to legislate as we do with most accessibility things, just need to eventually get to the stage in community where it's it's not something we do because the law states. It's just nice things to do. It's the right thing to do and that's why we do it. And finally, what would you do differently if the house was built again? Um, well, I guess there's um, a lot of things I'd probably do slightly different, but it depends on the person and their journey. So um, the kitchen, I'd love to finally get that adjustable bench into the kitchen. Um, most of the other elements, I'm really pleased with the desert roads. Um, the only problem is, like I said, it is built for a competition, so it's up off the ground. So one of the first things I think people, when we talk about from an accessibility point of view or um, that sort of friendliness, that it's actually got ramps leading up to the house. And part of that is because of the competition. Um, so if we were to do this again and we weren't involved in taking this house apart and taking it overseas, we'd be able to correct a lot of those things. So if I was to build it from the ground up with no restrictions like that, I'd make it slightly bigger, build it on the ground and um, put some of those extra accessibility features in that we, we have planned for but just couldn't afford well, thank you so much for your time today. No worries. Thank you so very much for having me.